From the Quadesh Family Church, Apostle Joel Obobasa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teachings that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. We pray for the Holy Spirit and we ask for the great teacher, the Holy Spirit, to guide us into all truth in the name of Jesus. Help our understanding and open our eyes to see wonderful things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. What a blessing. You may be seated, please. Thank you. We thank God for another morning or afternoon and the opportunity that comes with it to be in church and to hear something that will encourage us, something that will inspire us and something that will help us to obey God and to do his will. Amen. Amen. So we just completed a series on tithing. Yeah. Amen. And um, I'm sure that uh, we've all learned something. And... You know, the Word of God is important because it reminds us, even when it's not a new thing you're learning, it's an old thing that is coming back, you see, to reinforce its function in your life. Amen. And so, it's a blessing that you would have the opportunity to hear such a word. The word of God, you know, I was uh, sharing with some people the other day and I was explaining this verse that I saw in 1 Timothy. You know, would you like to see it? Why not? (laughs) Okay. So, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Can you see that? Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse, is anybody helping us today? Can you, can you, uh, you know, let the one who knows how to do it should do it. You get it so that... Okay, perfect. All right. So 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, uh, verse 16, first of all, it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. Amen. This is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. 
Amen. Amen. Now, you can see that this person is a man of God. Do you see? But that the man of God may be perfect means he's not yet there. Isn't it? He has not attained perfection. And he also has not attained the status of being truly furnished unto all good works. Even though he's a man of God. Do you understand? So some people think that because you're a man of God, it's over. You don't have to learn anything anymore. You see, you don't have to be spoken to. You don't have to be taught anything. And you find a lot of people being uh, full of pride instead of the humility that a man of God must have because you may be a man of God but you need to become perfect as a man of God then you need to be truly furnished that means properly prepared unto all good works that's why not all men of God are used for all good works because some men of God are not properly furnished unto certain good works Are you getting the picture? Yes. Now, to get there, the scripture says in verse 16 that you need scriptures. Do you see? Scriptures, you need doctrine, and you need reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness in order to get to the status of becoming a man of God who is furnished unto all good works. Amen. Amen. So one of the purposes of teaching in church and the preaching and the messages is to help you become better. Do you understand? Even though you think you're good. Isn't it? So that we can become better and better until our best person shows up in us. Can I have an amen? Yeah. So whenever you're hearing a message, even if you've heard it before, have heard something like that before, it is important that you receive it with humility because it's part of the process of truly furnishing you onto all good works. Say amen. amen. Right. So now today we're moving on to a different subject. And in this month, we're going to be talking about offense. Yes. We're going to be talking about offenses. Amen? And and our pastor has a new book out called Those Who Are Offended. And we're going to be sharing from that book and... um, I trust that you will be blessed also because it is the word of God. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, uh, where do we begin? (laughs) Anywhere is good? All right. (laughs) Chapter one says there will be offenses. (laughs) There will be offenses. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 7. Matthew chapter 18 and the verse is number 7. Matthew 
18 and verse number 7. It says, Woe unto the world. Woe unto the world. Yeah, woe unto the world <laughs> because of offenses. Amen. Amen. For it must need it must needs be that offenses come. It must needs be that offenses come. It means offenses are necessary. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that what it's saying? <laughs> it must needs be that offenses come. Do you see? Then it says, but woe unto that man by whom the offenses or the offense cometh. Amen. So it means that if you become a source of offense to people, you need to watch out. Do you understand? <laughs> you see, now this is a very mysterious saying by Jesus Christ himself. You get it? And Jesus is saying that woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Amen. Now let's read a couple of other versions. So switch the version. Change, change the version. And... Let's read, if you have new American Standard Version, let, okay, you have this one, all right. It says, what sorrow awaits the world? Because it tempts people to sin. Then it says, temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? <laughs> You get it? So here, offense is being called a temptation. Do you see? Offense is being called what? A temptation or a test. Do you see? An offense is a test. Do you get it? Now, the Bible is saying that tests are necessary. And they are inevitable. That means you can't avoid them. So that should tell you, first of all, that if you leave one spot to go to another spot as a way of escaping a test, <laughs> it's like leaving this room to go outside as a way of escaping oxygen. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Because the Bible says that temptations are inevitable means, what does inevitable means? Unavoidable. 
Are you sure? Ask Google. Is he in church today? <laughs> yes, yes. Ask Google. Google he doesn't pay his tithe, but he comes to church. We'll accept, we'll accept him like that. <laughs> right. So, it's what? Certain to happen. Sure to happen. Right? Unable to be avoided, evaded, or escaped. Certain. Fated. Sure to occur. Happen. Or come unalterable. That which is unavoidable. Okay, we forgive Google his tithe. (laughs) I think he's helping, so... We'll take that as his contribution. <laughs> Amen. But can you see, you know, it's, it, it is a, a very healthy way of thinking if you can accept in any situation that being tempted or tested or offended is inevitable. You cannot avoid it. That means if you include an allowance for offense in anything you're doing, you will greatly help yourself. Do you understand? Yes. If, if If you expect that it is part of the package, do you understand? I think it will reduce the shock of finding that he's also in there. You see? Yes. Because yes, if we go out, we're all going somewhere, we're going to uh, McDonald's and we decide that four of us are going and when we go into the car, you know, you see four of us that you're expecting. You're not so surprised, even if you don't like one of us. (laughs) Do, Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. The problem is when you think there's four and when you go open the door, there's already someone there that you were not expecting. You see, and who you don't like also. You see, then it becomes a big problem. Now, what I realize is that most of us go through life not expecting that offense is an inevitable part of whatever we're doing. Whether it's a relationship, I mean, when people enter a relationship... They are not expecting that being offended in that relationship is... Well, bring Google back. If he will not pay his tithe, at least he must be ready to give us these contributions. <laughs> Do you see? Yes, that being offended by the person you claim to love. Do you see? is unable to be avoided. Wow. Wow. That it cannot be evaded or escaped. It is sure to occur. Wow. <laughs> that it will happen. That even if you change the person, you get it. <laughs> yes, even if you change the the person, 
And sometimes when you change persons, all you have done is like changing versions of the same verse. <laughs> you see, when we started, we were reading King James, then we changed the version. But you see that, that we are still talking about the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you will, you know, if I tell you, let this one sink in. Because I think God is trying to help us. You talk about churches and being offended in a church. First of all, he's saying that it is impossible, but that offenses should come. Do you understand? It, it means that in any situation, no matter which church it is, expect to be offended by someone or by something. So it means there is no solution to offense. <laughs> there, there's nothing like avoiding it because it's unable to be avoided. <laughs> yeah, it's unable to be avoided. Put your bags down, girl. <laughs> Do you see? Because it's, it's impossible. <laughs> So, it is better for us to think about how to deal with it. And escaping it or leaving is not one of them. Amen. Do you understand? Yes. And we can see that this verse or offense, it's also being called a testing. Do you see? Right. Yes, it's being called a testing. It is being called a temptation. Do you have yet another version? Bring another version, let's see. Let's bring, bring another one. I was mentioning a new American standard. Since we are Americans. <laughs> we need our home version. Right? This is it. Woe to the world because of its stumbling blocks. Do you see? Then it says, it is inevitable, for it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. But woe to that man through whom the stumbling block comes. Do you get it? What is a stumbling block? It's a block that makes you stumble. <laughs> Do you understand? It's a block that puts you at risk of falling. Do you understand? Yes, it puts you at risk of failing to continue to walk. Do you see? Of thwarting your forward movement. Of hindering your progress and advancement. Do you understand? It's something that puts you at risk of being able to do that. That means you stop moving forward when you allow yourself to be tripped by a stumbling block. Wow. Yes. So a lot of things stop. A lot of progress is halted because somebody encountered 
a stumbling block. And unfortunately, Jesus said that we can't avoid them. He said, woe to the world. It's like troubled for the world because of stumbling blocks. The world is like walking in a field of landmines. And he's saying, I, I feel sorry for you. Because there are many things that will cause you to fall. If you can accept that, let that settle, I think that you will survive in any place. Amen. Amen. Yes. If you expect it, that it is part of the deal. Do you understand? Annoying situations, irritating situations, hurtful situations, they are part of the deal. Do you get it? Because it's a temptation, it's a testing, and it is part of it. You, you, you can't escape it. You can't escape it. That you must be tested. Hallelujah. An untested person, you cannot trust. Anything that is not tested, you can't trust it. Don't trust anything that is not tested. Would you like to get on a plane where before it takes off, the pilot announces that, you know, we are grateful to the Lord for this airplane. It's never been in the air before. We, we just finished making it. Yeah, we are, we are not so sure about anything because it's untested. We have not, never tested it. This is its first flight. It's taking off. So welcome aboard. <laughs> we are all going to discover together whether this is a plane <laughs> or if it's a car. <laughs> How many would like to get on such a plane? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So if you choose to live your life to the exclusion of all opportunities for testing, you see, then you are also skipping every right to be trusted. Yes. If you, you escaped all the tests, then you must not be trusted. Yeah, because it is the tests that help to prove and to assure that you are who you say you are or you are what you're supposed to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So we must not shy away from testing or being tempted. <laughs> Do you understand? Because that's how we prove our value and our worth in any situation. So you say you are a Christian, right? <laughs> but every test and every opportunity to validate your Christianity, you just escape. <laughs> you just move away. You just run away. Every chance you have for somebody to test a little bit of your Christianity 
to see whether it's even there. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Now, one of the things about the faith is that the Bible says there's no escape, really. Because even by yourself, the Bible says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. So even you are supposed to administer or encounter self-administered tests. <laughs> yes. You are supposed to test yourself to see whether you are in the faith or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understanding it? So there is no escape. We are supposed to be tested and we will be tested. Do you understand? Yes. I know that we're more familiar with the word offense because we're thinking that offense sounds like somebody has done something to me that they were not supposed to be doing it. <laughs> but when you think of it as a test, then you realize you deserve it. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. That for what you're trying to do, for who you are trying to become, then you must be tested. You must be tested. If you say you're trying to become a pastor, you want to be a pastor, you must be tested. <laughs> you must be tested. Yes. You want to be a husband, you must be tested. Uh, now, you, you, want me to, you, you want me to connect to you for the rest of my life and you are not supposed to be tested? Think about it. You want to go on a journey with me for the rest of my life. Do you know how long more I have to live? <laughs> Do you know how far we are going? Do you see? Yeah. Let's say I'm 22 years old. Oh, I'm, yeah, because when I got married, I was like, what, 25 years old? Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, 26, 26, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was appointed a pastor, 25. Then I got married, 26. Then Zoe was born 27. <laughs> Three years of serious progress and activity. <laughs> I can even add one more. Then 28, I was sent here. <laughs> yeah. So 25, 26, 27, 28. Different, you know destiny <laughs> blocks occurring in my life. But I'm just saying, for example, that you're going to get married to me. I'm 26 years old. And you say you're traveling with me to the end of my life. And you don't want to be tested. Why should I even go with you? Being that I'm committing to you and trusting you with my whole life. Yeah. The rest of it. Let's say you meet me here. And we're going to where Pastor Charles is. 
That's, this is the rest of my life. And the rest of it, you are going to be the champion in it. <laughs> Why would you not accept some tests? Don't you think it's my right to know and be sure that you can last that long? Wow. Yeah. And even you deserve to know also whether you can survive that long. We can't just meet here and just based on goodwill (laughs) and based on your looks that the way you look, I think you will last. Let's go. (laughs) So we're going to have what Jesus said It is impossible, he says, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks should come. There will be opportunities to stumble. Do you understand? There will be opportunities to fall. Then he says, but you just don't be the one through whom it comes. Yeah. Just try not to be a source of offense and misery intentionally to anyone. Hallelujah. Right? Don't, don't be, now it doesn't mean they will escape. <laughs> because life itself will produce those tests as needed. Amen. So number one, there will be offenses that will hurt you. That's the first point. <laughs> there will be offenses that will do what? They will hurt you. That means expect to have experiences that will be painful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There will be painful offenses. How many have experienced some painful hurtful yeah that this hurts it it made you cry yeah made you cry yeah you see that this is not just something that is causing an inconvenience or some light displeasure this is a heavy rain (laughs) you get it yes yeah, and every time you remember it, even it makes you cry. There are some things like that. Do you understand? Yes. By the way, have you ever wondered why God gave us an ability to cry? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an ability that we have. It comes with being human. Yes, unless you're not... <laughs> You get it? Yes. But it comes with it. it. Just like your ability to laugh. So you will have opportunities to use it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? There will be chances to use it because that, that, that's, that we were made to have to be able to react like that. You see? So there will be things that hurt So in life, expect that there will be some things that hurt. 
Amen. Amen. In a marriage, expect that there will be some things that hurt. The next thing that hurts you, the next thing that hurts you, just say this is what the pastor was talking about. (laughs) Instead of packing your bags. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. Because there are some who pack their bags too quickly. Everything is a bag. Everything is a bag. Everything is a bag. Hey. And I hear some people, the bags are already packed. Come on. Sometimes you need to tell your, your, your spouse, listen, this is not a bad marriage, okay? This is not a bad marriage. Yeah. We are just experiencing life. <laughs> yeah. We are experiencing stumbling blocks. Yes. Yes. Stumbling blocks that we cannot escape. Because Jesus said we cannot escape it. He says, woe to the world. If you live in this world, if you are part of this world, If this is where you're playing your game, you should expect some stumbling blocks. In the church, do you see? Yes. You can't just pack your bags and leave. You stop coming to church because something upset you. And for years, we have accepted that that is okay. People feel that they are justified in leaving a church because they were unhappy or because they were offended or something like that. No, no. It is not an excuse. It's it's not, you see, it's not just supposed to be a happy place. I mean, which world are you living in? (laughs) Do you see, it's not just supposed to be a happy place. No. Yeah. See, we may be living in LA, but not everything is a movie. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah, this is not some Disney show or something that is going on here. (laughs) Are you getting it? Yes, let it sink in. That unpleasant experiences in a church are also normal. And they are part of the deal. That it is inevitable, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. They have to come. Or let's go back to the offense word. Go back to that one. (laughs) Go to the King James again. It says that woe unto the world... Because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. Can you see that? Yes. It must needs be, but that offenses come. Amen. Amen. So it means that in the church, Offenses are necessary. (laughs) Luke chapter 17 and verse 1. 
This one is 18 and 7. But look at Luke chapter 17 verse 1. Then he said unto the disciples, it is impossible. (laughs) But that offenses will come. Then he says, but woe unto him through whom they come. So if anything at all, your aim must be not to be the the other one. (laughs) Do Do you understand? I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. And you try not to offend anybody. But as for saying that the the fact that you say I will not offend anybody will not cancel offenses. (laughs) Do you understand? It, It will not cancel it. It says it is impossible. You can't escape it. Can you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So if you get offended in church, understand that you are experiencing what is normal. The miracle rather is that you're not offended. (laughs) Yeah. Because an impossibility has become possible for you. You get it? Yes. You should have a testimony. Your testimony is that that which is impossible has become possible, which is that you were in the church and nothing has offended you. Yeah. Amen. Are you understanding the word of God? We're just taking the words of Jesus. These are words spoken by Jesus. And he's telling us that offenses are not so strange. Do you understand? Yes. Parents offend. Children offend. Employers offend. Employees will offend. Pastors will offend. Church members will offend. Husbands will offend. Wives will offend. Pastor Charles says, especially the last one. (laughs) Wives will offend. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. And you see, sometimes you see a mother with her little baby. Little baby. And you see the way the mother is irritated by the little baby. A baby who does not walk, does not talk. And you are so upset with her already. (laughs) It is impossible. But it is because she has come to join a world of offenses. And remember, every time you see an offense, you have seen a block that is about to cause you to fall. Do you understand? Because its name is a stumbling block. A block that creates stumbling and causes the effect of stumbling. Amen. Amen. So there will be hurtful situations, painful, ingratitude, you know, people that you have helped who will pay you back with evil as though they don't remember 
that you've been such a helper to them? Yes. It's part of the world. If you experience that, don't think that you are having a special miracle service (laughs) or something unusual is happening to you. (laughs) And you are not the only one who is going to experience that. You know, if we can accept this, it will make it a lot easier for us. Yes. It will make it a, a lot easier for us that there will be hurtful situations. Isn't it? Things that are so painful to endure. But remember that it is part of the deal. Amen. Amen. Number two, there will be offenses that anger you. Yes. There will be things that anger you. Right? Which means that you may be happy today. And you may be enjoying the church today. And you may be excited about the work of God today. You may be excited about the preaching today. But a day is surely coming when something in the same place is going to make you very angry. Yes. And people go through that all the time. Do you see? Yes. And it is presented as though that something was not supposed to happen. But rather, if we go with the scripture, the Bible says that it was unavoidable. You're just in a situation that was unavoidable. It is impossible. It's either here or there or there. But as for being offended, it is impossible. It will happen. Something will make you angry. Amen. Amen. So expect to be angry. Yes. In fact, the Bible makes so much allowance for anger. It gives you a whole day to be angry. (laughs) Yes. You are allowed a whole day of anger. (laughs) Yeah. If I were you, if you love being angry, start early. (laughs) Yeah, and manifest fully. Because you will still be within the will of God. Yes, you will still be fully in the will of God. Very angry, but in the will of God. Yeah. You will be in the will of God completely until the evening. You get it? That's when you start to. Now, you are in danger of falling outside the will of God. Because it says that you must be angry but you shouldn't let the sun go down on your anger. Do you, do, you, do you get it? Yes. And these days the sun goes down late. So, I mean, summertime is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Summertime you get to add a whole, what, three hours, four hours extra of anger. You're allowed to have it. Be happy. <laughs> Enjoy it. But you need to stay within the bonds of the scripture. Number one, it says, do not sin in your anger. Do you understand? Yes, do not sin in your anger. You know? And then number two is don't go beyond the time. (laughs) 
Do you get it? Yeah. So if the summer has extended it for you, you know, and some of the things you are angry about, you need to defer them. You know, winter time is not a good time to be angry <laughs> because it won't it won't last. <laughs> you get it? It won't last. <laughs> yeah. So just defer all your anger to the summer. You get it, yes. And go, go. I mean, go all the way. Just obey how to be angry as a Christian. Do not sin. Do you understand? Yes, and the sins of anger include decisions that are taken in the anger. Do you understand? The sins of anger include violence. The sins of anger include insults. Yes, insults, violence, disrespect. You see, yes, disrespect, going overboard. These are all the sins of anger. Clamor, loud speaking. Yes. So we are allowed to be angry according to the scripture but we are not allowed to cross the borders and barriers within the anger. Hallelujah. So there will be something to anger you in the church. There will be something to anger you in your home. There will be something to anger you at work. Something that makes you irritated. Do you understand? Yes. And when you experience it, just know that nothing unusual is happening except what Jesus promised. Do you understand? You are experiencing the fulfillment of a prophecy that the scriptures are coming true in your life. Yes, and you should rather be happy that that is the situation. Hallelujah. You must expect a painful event to unfold at some point in your life. Hallelujah. And Jesus said it, and it will happen. Hallelujah. Number three, there will be offenses that will produce resentment and hatred. Yes. There will be offenses that will produce resentment and hatred. Now, we need to be very careful with this one also. Why? Because we are talking about offenses and resentment and feelings that eventually make you start hating somebody. Do you get it? Yes. And sometimes when the same thing continues to happen, or many times it's not the same thing continuing to happen, but the one thing that happened is continuing to give birth to other things. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You see, uh, my, my wife's family, they have... Uh, they, they used to have, she, she's still alive, a cat, the original one. <laughs> Gizmo is dead. 
Right. Yes. But you see, now they have a whole family of, you know, cats and so on. But it all started with Gizmo. <laughs> Their mom was called Gizmo. You get it? And this Gizmo had a Persian boyfriend somewhere <laughs> in the neighborhood. Wow. You know, yeah. So even though <laughs> she never got married or anything like that, <laughs> she started giving them babies. Whoa. You get it? Yes. And each time we would go to the house, some new babies have arrived. Wow. Yes. You see, and then it was just the one, the one cat, I mean, was now filling the whole house with cats. You see, yes. Then soon, Gizmo's kids also started having kids. Yes. I mean, they couldn't give them, give them away fast enough. But the point I'm making is that sometimes an experience you go through gives birth to something. Do you understand? Then that same experience remaining continues to give birth to many other inconveniences in your life. So it's not that something has happened again, but the one thing that happened is what is producing this and is producing this and is producing this and is producing that. Are you getting what I'm saying? then there are other things that are products of the original baby. So if you like, they are grandchildren of the original experience. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah? And so we need to watch out for the generations of evil that are birthed in our lives through the one evil that we experienced. Do you see? Now, what happens is that when you start to watch the things that are unfolding and are coming out of the original experience, do you see? Then it starts to build resentment. Do you see? And the reason why the resentment comes is because there is no immediate person to blame for what has happened or what you're experiencing around here. Except for this one original experience you had here, you know that that has been the source of all of this. Do you get it? And sometimes because of the passage of time, because it happened so long ago, sometimes because the person who, uh, through whom it happened is not there anymore or is not in your life anymore, because you know, sometimes long after people have left you, your life, what they did to you still lingers in its effect. Is it making sense what I'm sharing with you? Can you relate with it? Yes. Sometimes the person is even dead. Yeah. But what they did to you, it's still lingering with the effect. So you don't know who to blame. You see, you wish there was a person you could direct your anger at, but there is nobody. You can't find anybody. Or even if the person exists, they are so far removed from your life. Or the incident occurred so long ago that you kind of find it even odd to connect it to him. So you are just left with yourself and the situation. And then it causes this resentment to just well up in you. And you become an angry person. Yeah. Yes. 
So sometimes you meet people who are just angry and you, you, the person seems to be a person who is angry and you don't know who they're angry at. <laughs> you get it? You don't know why they're angry, but they just seem to carry on perpetually angry. They have an angry demeanor and they are just angry all the time. And resentful of people, resentful of everybody, you know. Sometimes I, I have seen some of the things, comments and so on, people have written about a prophet and about different people on Facebook. And I just, these people have their own problem. Yeah, it's not that the prophet has done. Some of them don't even know him. <laughs> they have not met him. But you already have your problem. Do you see, you have your own problem that is making, it's put you on edge, you see, and somebody, something is just reminding you of some experience that you had, and you talk about it as though you had your own experience with the person, but that's not what it is. That's why you, sh- you can't just follow things you read on Facebook. You don't know who wrote that and why they're writing it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, we are talking about experiences that produce resentment. And what? Hatred. Yes. Hatred. And you find that you you hate somebody. You see, and the Bible says anybody who hates another person is a murderer. Yes. You see, we need to be aware that in the realm of the spirit there is escalation or progression of evil. Do you, do, you, do you get it? When one evil occurs, it has the capacity to multiply itself and to grow and develop into a much worse situation than before. You see, like we read in Matthew chapter 12. Go to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. Matthew chapter 12. The book of Matthew, chapter 12. Wow. Are you learning something here? Matthew, chapter 12. Matthew, chapter 12, and verse 45. He says, Then goeth he, and taketh with him, seven other spirits more wicked than himself and enter in and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Can you see? You know, this begins, read from 43, 43. Verse 43 says, um, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh uh, through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then the next verse 44, then he saith, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then verse 45, then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. Can you see that a person has progressed in evil and has become worse than he was before. Do you, do you get it? 
And it is this verse that explains what is actually happening, which is that more demons have come to live in the person because of the original spirit that came. More demons that are in league that have a relationship with the original spirit. Do you get it? The original unclean spirit that dwelt there, you know, has gone to bring other body spirits. And they have come to live in that same person. So the same person has become worse than he used to be. Yeah. So the scripture tells us we should be careful not to add sin to sin. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel. They take counsel, but not of me. That cover with a covering, but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin. Can you see that? Yes. So people who take counsel, you are in a situation, you need to watch out for who is advising you and which counsel you are taking because we are all sort of open to counsel when we come into these situations, situations of anger, hurts, and pain. They generate in us a, a, you know, a, 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 yeah, a decision often of some sort based on what counsel we receive from people, you see. And so we need to be careful who is advising us at those crossroads of our lives. Do you understand? Yes. And then it says, not of me and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit. That's talking about hiding something, isn't it? Hiding something. You must be careful that some of the things that we, we hide and cover end up multiplying the sin. They end up creating an environment conducive for that sin or that evil to multiply. Do you, do, do you understand? Yes. So we need to be careful. Instead of covering up, you see, you know David, the King David. David was engaged in some fornication of some sort. Isn't it? With a woman called Bathsheba. Do you remember that? Yes. Then he decided to cover it by inviting the woman's husband to come home so that as the woman is pregnant, it would look like it's the husband. Can you see that? Yes. So you see, he's, he's made a mistake. And instead of admitting it and maybe calling for help, you see, he doesn't. But instead, he wants to cover it. He wants to do the next thing to make the sin like go away, yes, and, and to cover it, isn't it? But instead, what he's doing is he's making it worse. He's adding sin to sin because now he has slept with somebody's wife. Now the next thing is that he has to create a picture that the baby that the woman is having is actually the husband's baby. See, these things didn't just happen. These are Bible. (laughs) Do you understand? So he's engaging in deception. So you see, there's an escalation in the the degree of evil. Do you you get it? 
Now, when that second one does not work, then he proceeds further to ask somebody to put that man in the part of the battle where it is hottest. That's where Putin is shooting all the missiles. The guy should put, <laughs> he should be put in the building that Putin is about to shoot the next time. And so he commits murder. Can you imagine that? That the same person who was just, you know, a fornicant. <laughs> he started as a simple fornicant. You get it? Then he progressed from there to become a liar. Do you see? And a deceiver. And now from there, not stopping there, he has become a murderer. Yeah. The same person. And you see that nothing new has happened. These are all products of the original act. The original sin has multiplied and has made him into something that he would not even accept if somebody told him from day one that you're a murderer. He would say, me? How? Fornication, yes, yes. But (laughs) I mean, I'm not a murderer. But we can see from the verse we read in Matthew that evil can multiply. It multiplies because the spirits that cause it can multiply. Hallelujah. And so we need to be very, very careful. Hallelujah. Be very careful that of feelings of resentment and hatred. Because it will turn you into an evil person. It will make you into something that you never imagined you could become. Hallelujah. Right. Number four, there will be offenses that will be difficult to forgive and forget. Yes, there will be offenses that will be difficult to forgive and to forget. Hallelujah. Yes. Things that are hard to forgive. They are hard to forgive sometimes because of what it cost you, what it has done to you, how it has changed you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, difficult to forgive. There will be reminders of those things and you find yourself continuing to deal with them all the time, all the time. It seems to come up all the time and it's difficult to forgive and it is difficult to forget. Hallelujah. Yes. Then number five, there will be offenses that will bring problems. Offenses that will bring problems. They will create problems. They will create problems. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. The Bible says, woe to the world. That means trouble to the world. Isn't it? The verse we read from Matthew 18 and verse 7, our opening scripture, says, woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be 
that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Woe to the world because of offenses. Hallelujah. Yes. A lot of people become troublemakers because they were hurt. They have a saying that hurting people hurt people. Have you heard that before? Yeah, they say that people who are hurt tend to hurt others. And sometimes when people are hurting others, they are trying to get even with whoever hurts them before. And they feel it's okay to take it out on you because someone also did it to them. You know, and many people hurt people without a conscience at all and without any feeling at all because of what has been done to them. So you see what somebody does to someone and you wonder, what has he done to you? And you wonder, how could a human being behave like that? Sometimes you see someone who stabs someone and they are stabbing the person so many times. You get it? But to them, it's not this person. It's this person. What they are doing in front of them is to get even with what was done to them in the past. So you just happen to be the victim. You are just who they got. But what they are doing to you is what they are doing to whatever is in their mind, whatever is in their history, whatever is behind them. I heard about some people who were giving some people some type of therapy, you know, and the person was telling the person that any time you remember something, I think she said, anytime you remember something that was done, give this pillow a blow. No. You get it, yes. So they were just watching the person as the person started giving the blows first at intervals, then at shorter intervals. Then suddenly the person started to fight with the pillow. <laughs> you get it, yes. Now, what the pillow is experiencing is not because of anything. What can a pillow do to you? (laughs) Nothing. The pillow hasn't done anything. But what is in the person's mind, what is in their history, that is what is coming out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. And sometimes when you're married to someone, you find yourself paying for the sins of someone else. (laughs) Yeah. The treatment you're getting is a treatment that was meant for somebody that you don't know about. Do you understand? Yes. His name is X, right? Yes. Brother X or Sister X? Yeah. Or don't answer. Don't answer one. Yes. Don't answer one. Yes. And you are suffering and going through because all this, the sins of don't answer one are coming on you. Yes. And you must know when you are paying for don't answer one sins. You get it? Yes. It helps even in how you respond to the person who is causing you to experience it. Because sometimes you must look beyond. They have a song, uh, one of the lines of a song Andrew Crouch wrote 
says he looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Do you get it? Yeah. And sometimes you have to look beyond a person's faults and see the need that is creating those faults. You get it? What is in the person that is making the person do what they're doing? What is in their past? What is in their history that is causing them to behave the way they are behaving? You know, and when you get the full picture, it makes you a little more tolerant. Do you understand? And more understanding of the problem that you are experiencing. Hallelujah. Right? Prophet mentions here some of the people who brought problems in the world because of problems they themselves had had. But one of them is Hitler. You know, who actually felt that Germans were not treated properly. You see, and the whole Second World War evolved out of that feeling. It's a fantastic thing, you know, but may God deliver us from such lingering feelings that will bring problems to our marriages, to our churches, and to our worlds. Amen. Amen. Then the last one is that there will be offenses that will bring woes. Yeah. Woes, troubles. Okay. Offenses. That will bring woes. Hallelujah. Yes. Sometimes churches that split is because somebody is offended. You know, someone is offended, and before you know it, it has led to an entire ripping apart of God's body. You know. And the church is divided. I heard about a church that divided into five or six parts. Yes. Five or six different factions out of one church. You know, yes. And the whole congregation was scattered everywhere. And when these things happen, it's the people of God who suffer. Yes, it's the children of God who suffer. Because um, their home has been scattered. Hallelujah. That's why we must fight to stay together always. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why I love the message on loyalty. And helps us to stay together. You see, we are understanding that when you have an offense, you don't have a course to leave. Do you, do you, do you, otherwise you'll be on the run your whole life because according to what Jesus is saying it, it will never end yeah yes you should tell your spouse well you can offend me all you want but I'm here to stay <laughs> yeah I, I'm here to stay because <laughs> now I realize I'm not having a special experience When you see things that you cannot change, what you do is you strengthen yourself to survive it. You get it? So when people see, they look outside and they see the weather is cold. They don't put a sweater on the weather. (laughs) Do you see? They put a sweater on who? On themselves. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you don't try to change that thing, but you try to strengthen yourself to survive it. You get it. And it's amazing that, you know, one of, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in us is endurance. Do you understand? What, what do you think that is for? <laughs> what, what, what is endurance for? What, what is it for? <laughs> yes. It's, at least it, it has endurance must have something to do with enduring. And enduring must have something to do with endure. And endure means what? <laughs> there must be... What, what are you going to... Is it something to eat? <laughs> It's endure. Is it a type of? I know ensure is something you can eat, but endure. I don't think it's edible. No. I don't think endure is edible. Ensure that one. Yes. Endure is about surviving. It's about going through and staying the same, remaining alive after. Yes. Google wants to contribute. Yes. To hold out against, to sustain without impairment or yielding. Ha. Undergo. <laughs> To bear without resistance or with patience. To tolerate. An example is, I cannot endure your insults any longer. <laughs> that means I cannot bear without resistance your insults any longer. Can you see that? Yes. To continue to exist. That's number four. Can you see that? Yes? Then number five is to support adverse force or influence of any kind. Suffer without yielding. Suffer patiently. Do you see the thing? So when somebody takes off because of something a lack of endurance, instead of us pointing at the cause, as in pointing to, let's say, the church, the person got offended in the church, instead of understanding the person and agreeing that this church is offensive, what happened to endurance in the person? Why isn't anybody asking, do you have any endurance at all? Considering that leaving the church is not parting ways with offense. Do you, do you get it? Because it's the one thing you're going to take with you. You meet it everywhere. It's in your home. It's at your workplace. It's in your church. It's in this church. It will be in the next church. <laughs> right? Yes. It will be everywhere. Yes. It is everywhere. So what we should be asking, like when you see somebody and they are shivering, what do you ask them? 
What do you ask them? Why? Where's your sweater? You ask them, where's your sweater? Where you ask them, where's your sweater? Where is your covering to survive this? You don't go outside to the weather and say, why are you afflicting any? <laughs> what kind of weather are you? Have you not seen how you, she's shaking all over? What kind of weather are you? <laughs> But that's what you should have been doing. <laughs> you want to change the weather. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So instead of pointing fingers and saying, that's a bad church, that's a bad pastor, that's a, you know, instead of that, you should be asking the person, okay, they did all that to you, but man, you heard about endurance? Do you have any endurance at all? Where, where is your endurance? Yes. Since you're standing, as you're getting married. You should, you should be asking whoever you're getting married to. I hope you're bringing some endurance along. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise I'm not coming to the wedding. I'm not coming to the wedding. If you're not bringing any endurance along, then I'm not doing it with you. Yeah, I'm not doing it with you. I will not go with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know him? Do you know him? You know him? Yes. I do know him. You planning to go with him? Yes. The question you must ask is, are you bringing any endurance? Are you bringing any endurance? <laughs> yes. That's the question to ask. Yes. Because, because, because I have a whole lot of things you're going to have to endure. Oh, yes. I know you see me in church and I'm wearing my blue t-shirt and I'm singing all the time, but I tell you, you can ask my mother, I don't sing at home. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> You get it, yes. And it's, it's not a lie. You're not a poser. You get it. You are just showing the part of you that you can show in a church. Yeah. You get it. But he should not be deceived that that's all there is to you. No. <laughs> Do you see the thing? Yes. And if he's deceived, it doesn't mean you are a deceiver. He's deceived because of a weakness in him. Yes. He's thinking about you in a way that he should not be thinking. <laughs> you get it? Yes. That's why you need to ask him, look, let's be, let's, let's be clear. <laughs> Do you get it? Are you bringing some endurance along? Yeah. Yes, there'll be things to endure. You get it. So instead of people pointing fingers always at the cause, yes, start thinking about yourself and asking, what about me? Do you understand? 
Yes, what about me? What about me? I need to be able to absorb some of the things. Yes. Instead of making sure that every road is a good road, they put shock absorbers in the car. Since we can't be assured <laughs> that every road will be a good road. <laughs> they just put rather, well, it's easier to put in every car shock absorbers. Yeah, now once it's in there, you take it anywhere. <laughs> yes. We can never say what will happen. We can never say what you will experience. But we can equip ourselves for the journey. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We can equip ourselves for the journey. There are many things in life and many things that are going to happen. Jesus said it. Look, take Jesus seriously when he says that it is inevitable but that offenses will come. Do you understand? Yes. Weak people move away because of offenses. Yes. If you let any offense in this church drive you out, it means you, you are the weak one. Not that we are a bad church. You are the one who lacks endurance. Because why did God give us endurance? When are we going to use it? Yeah. To worship him in heaven. When are we supposed to use it? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to the Hallelujah. Put the scripture back again. Matthew 18 and verse 7. Matthew 18. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. It must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Hallelujah. It is necessary. It is necessary for your testing. That's how you prove you are who you are. That's how you prove you are worth what you think you are worth. When you survive and endure offenses, endure difficult situations, painful situations, situations that anger you, that irritate you, Situations that hurt. I tell you, some of those things, they're hurtful. Do you get it? Yes, you're hurtful. Sometimes you're married to someone and he doesn't know or she doesn't know that what she's doing is not just annoying or it now hurts. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Because sometimes when people are hurting you, they don't feel it. Like when I start to pinch you, you get it? I'm just having a thrill. <laughs> but you, you're hurting. You see, and as, as I'm having a, a th- because the flesh is tender and it's nice to pinch. You get it? You see, but what is giving me pleasure is actually hurting her. 
so sometimes people don't even realize we don't realize what our effect is on another person yeah that now you are you are you are hurtful you get it you have become a source of pain to me and the bible says that woe unto anybody who is a source of pain to another do you, do you understand yes so you need to pray that you you are not a source of pain to another to somebody's son somebody's daughter do you get it yes you live with somebody's son somebody's daughter they gave birth to them they carried them they raised them all their life and trusted you with their lives then you proceed to create a mess out of a beautiful life that was handed over to you because that's what you're used to and you don't feel bad about it because that's what you know you know there are some people who feel that when I was a kid I didn't ride a bicycle so there's no reason why you must also ride a bicycle do, do you see what I'm saying so when they deprive you of a bicycle it, it's, it's guiltless <laughs> because they don't see anything wrong with it because I, 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 I didn't ride a bicycle if you're riding a bicycle it's luxury, come on <laughs> yeah. yes you get it when I was growing up my parents didn't give me money so why should you have money <laughs> yeah and I survived without money so you must also survive without money and by that way of thinking people have made themselves offenses to others and have become a cause for stumbling do you understand you've made someone stumble because of the way you are living with the person you've made the person into an angry person you've made the person insult when they shouldn't insult you've made the person fall that's the whole point Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Some wives make their husbands fall because they won't do their duties. Yes. Yeah. So you have become a cause for stumbling. You get a grown man who is watching pornography, you know. Yes. Because he has no access to free nakedness. He has to go and look at it on a TV. small four by three screen he has to be looking and looking and when he sees you coming he will hide it he just hide it you have become the cause for that stumbling he's falling he's falling because of you yeah because when he was getting married he thought <laughs> <laughs> The song he was singing was I have a hope I have a future God's a destiny That is yet a wait My life's not over A new beginning Just began I have a, I have this hope Woo. Then he gets married <laughs> 
and all these hopes are dashed completely. You are the reason. Woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray two prayers today. We're going to pray for stamina to endure. Then we're going to pray and ask God to help us not to become the source of offense. Do you understand? Right? So let's pray those two prayers. Just ask God for two things this afternoon. Now Lord, I don't want to be the reason why somebody's going to stumble. You see, and I don't want to be the, I want endurance. Amen. For the offenses that I experience. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Everybody close your eyes and let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are praying and thanking you for speaking to us this afternoon. Your word. Thank you, Father, for encouraging us, for strengthening us. We're praying in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to birth in us a spirit of endurance and patience in the name of Jesus that we will survive the difficulties, the challenges in the name of Jesus. We pray for the Holy Spirit to help us. We ask, Lord, that we will not become a source of offense to others. We will not become the reason why others fall and the reason why others fail in the name of Jesus. Remove us out of the way of people who are weak, who cannot stand and who cannot stand setting challenges and difficulties in the name of Jesus. Help us to do your will always and to obey you. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Now, as we close the service, maybe you're here this afternoon or you are watching us online but you know in your heart that you're not saved that Jesus is not the Lord of your life and you want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon I want to pray for you or pray with you rather I want you to raise up your right hand if you're here this afternoon and I'll pray with you is there anybody who wants to give your life to Jesus this afternoon you want to Give your life to Jesus this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Or people who have given their lives to Christ, but you know in your heart that you are backslidden, 
you've fallen off the track and you kind of feel lost but God wants to restore you this afternoon and he wants to put you back together and bring you back on the road so if you're here like that this afternoon I'd like to pray for you too and if you're online and you want to give your life to Jesus or restore your relationship with the Lord this is also an opportunity for you in the name of Jesus Father we pray in the name of Jesus and thank you for everyone who is renewing their relationship and their walk with you we pray Lord that you would touch their hearts and convert them truly and genuinely in the name of Jesus thank you Lord for your blessing this afternoon in the name of Jesus thank you Lord say with me everybody say Lord Jesus today I come to you just as I am I know I'm a sinner and many things are not perfect about me but I thank you for Jesus and I thank you for salvation I ask you Lord to come into my heart I confess my sins I denounce them I forsake all my sins and I ask you to forgive me cleanse me from every unrighteousness anything in my life that's not right purge me of it cleanse me from unrighteousness and make me a child of God thank you Jesus for hearing my prayer now say with me say devil today you and I are done it's over between you and I this life belongs to Jesus from this moment forward my life belongs to Jesus he is my master I no longer serve you Jesus is my Lord Jesus is my master and Jesus is my savior I will live for Jesus day after day for the rest of my life thank you Jesus for hearing my prayer Amen Hallelujah put your hands together for the Lord Amen Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to come to the Lord's table? Yes. Are you ready to have communion? All right. Let's join the prophet at the First Love Center as we have communion this afternoon. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. And he's helping us. I feel the Holy Spirit is here this afternoon. Amen. One of the things about the Holy Spirit, as soon as you start talking about him, he comes around. He's just like you. If you were walking past a room and you heard your name, you would at least check in with them to see what's going on. Isn't it? Once we just started talking about endurance and patience, we are now talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And immediately he responds and he starts to be around and to manifest. And so I believe today God is going to bless people with the special grace for endurance. The Holy Spirit is here to give us the ability to endure to survive yes against things we can't change against people whose activities and actions we don't control but the Holy Spirit will give you what it takes to endure to live through it with a smile on your face the Holy Spirit will help you in the name of Jesus everybody bow your heads with me before we join the prophet just Receive the grace for endurance. Yes, receive it now. Holy Spirit is giving us grace for endurance and for patience in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Receive it now. The Holy Spirit is giving the gift and grace for enduring. Yes. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming on everyone this afternoon. People may be their worst. But you will endure. You will endure. You will endure. You will endure. You will survive it. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go over to the first love center now. This is my blood. Which was shed for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drink indeed oh, Powerful blessing which we bless Is the communion of the blood of Christ The body of Jesus was broken. It says, by his stripes we are healed. As we break this bread, I'm praying for healing. How many believe God for healing? Anything that is wrong, even families that are broken, are being healed. The body of Jesus Christ.
shake the blood. How many have made a terrible mistake before? Father, this communion is dedicated to terrible mistakes. We pray for the washing from our lives of our terrible mistakes. The effect of the mistakes, the continuing effect of the mistakes. Let the blood of the Lamb wash and cleanse us. Let a miracle happen that the mistake will no longer torment us in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. today in the realm of the spirit every mistake you've made in relation to what shall I do is corrected in the name of Jesus the curse which is following you like a dog is broken today in the name of Jesus anything you have stolen and anything you have lied about we lift up the hand and pray for mercy from the Lord you have practiced any treachery you have practiced we lift our hand and we pray for mercy oh mercy mercy now I see an evil disease without a clear diagnosis may you be healed of every evil disease I see pains pains without explanation May you be healed of pain. I see diarrhea, running stomach, without explanation. Receive healing. I see bleeding that doesn't end. Receive healing from bleeding. I see tumors that are dissolving now. Receive dissolution of tumors and cancers. I see fear and I command fear. The name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. The Lord give you peace. The Lord answer your prayers. The Lord answer your cries. The Lord show mercy to you. Show mercy to your family, to your children, to your loved ones. The Lord give you good news. The Lord save you from terrible news and tragedies and calamities. In the event of a national disaster or an international disaster, your hands lifted up. May the Lord himself fight for you, deliver you, and grant you divine escapes. In the name of Jesus, let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. The Lord preserve you to you in the darkness. The Lord heal you. The Lord help you. The Lord fight for you. And the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. And everyone shouted your loudest Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Wow. You may be seated please. God bless you. Amen.